It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Today on the show, we have the former Olympian, Marlena from Clayton Season. Can't wait to talk to her. Mike, how exciting is that? Uh, watching Monday night's episode with Marlena, I was like, damn, I want to go on a race with her. I think she could take it. Uh, she, she will probably take it. Take my it. money's on Marlena. I ain't going to lie. My money's on Marlena. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to her. Uh, but first, you know how we like to do it. Let's get into the hot takes. What you got for us today, homie? Uh, this is going to be a little bit of an unpopular opinion here. Oh, you got a you got like a, a scorching uh, hot hot take. Uh, uh, somewhat, somewhat. Little little. Okay. There's some flame to it. Um, but first, I want to start off with a disclaimer because the person I'm not I'm going to talk about right now is very controversial. She's the villain of the season, Shanae. Like I want to start off that. I don't condone any of the BS that's gone on with her, like her making fun of the ADHD, you know, all the petty drama with Elizabeth about her not acknowledging her. I mean, I think that's so stupid, dude. Like, so, yeah. so stupid. Um, you know, and I feel bad for Elizabeth. She got sent home because of the lack of information that he had. And to be quite honest, bro, I think with the limited information that he had, I think he just chose the woman that he was more attracted to. Not going to lie. Now, um, that I completely agree with you there. Like, I think he said between Shanae, like, is Elizabeth going to be my wife? Eh, maybe not. Maybe not really. But I'm attracted to Shanae. I'll give yeah, her the benefit of the doubt. I yeah, think because that's. Because when we had him on last week, he said it was like watching two different episodes. Like, correct. He said when he was there live to watching it back. And so I agree with you on the point that he didn't know what to do except for it was like, okay, at this point in time, who am I more attracted to? Because I don't know what is true or not true. Exactly. And unfortunately, if if the women would have just banded together like like the guys did in, on Katie season with Carl and just let Clayton know all together, it might have been a different story, but that didn't happen. So Elizabeth got the boot and Shanae well, is still around. Well, technically, let's just get into your hot take because I, I know your hot take. The people don't know your hot yes, take, but what yes. you just said kind of goes into it. I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. So honestly, I thought. Shanae was like the villain of all villains last night. She played the whole situation masterfully. She overheard these women, Sierra, Genevieve, and Gabby, I believe it was, uh, talking trash about her in the other room, which seemed pretty convenient. But she overheard them talking trash. <laughs> she could have gone out and confronted them and been like, yo, what the hell are you guys saying? And got into a whole, whole altercation with them. But she didn't. She put it in her back pocket. She's like, okay, I'm going to save this for later. Fast forward to the date. She ends up losing the football date because, I mean, our, our guest coming up pretty much stole the show. 
Um, and there was nothing that Shanae could have done about it. So she was on the losing team. Yes. And all these other women that were in that other room talking trash about her were on the night portion of the date. So she was like, damn, they're going to be talking mad stuff to Clayton about me. So I need to pull a power move. And she pulled a power move, bro. She pulled a bold move. She got dressed, got into her little black dress and went on over the date, interrupted, uh, you know, one of the other women got Clayton's he, attention. He interrupted Sarah, I believe. Yes, he interrupted Sarah. And, she you know, obvi Sarah. yeah, obviously that caused a whole bunch of drama when she went back and told the rest of the women. But it was crazy because Clayton had just gotten done with his one on one time with Genevieve and Sierra, and they were talking trash about Shanae. So then Shanae comes in and is like, yeah, I overheard them this morning saying that they were going to plot against me and they were going to tell you all about me. So I feel like that really threw Clayton for a loop. You know what I'm it saying? To. Because it, it was like, wait a minute. They literally just talked to me about you. And now you're saying that you overheard them, that they were plotting? Huh. So that looked good on her. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe puts him more in her corner. And then... I mean, what guy wouldn't want to start, you know, a hot, steamy makeout session? She, he throws her on the bar. It's like straight out of a rom-com or some steamy movie. And it's like she did what had to be done. And then, and then to top that off, she goes back to the group, basically tells off Sierra and Genevieve, and then tosses the trophy in the bushes. Like, and just walks off. Like, end scene. The villain has arrived and did what she had to do and left. Like, I, I'm not mad at it. Now, all that other stuff, again, I don't condone any of that. I think her time is limited. Her days are numbered. And I'll, I think all that stuff will catch up to her. But in that situation, she did what she had to do. So, Brian, let me ask you, what lens are you even watching this show as like oh are you watching with foggy eyes like you're a doctor do you need lasik surgery like what's what? going on like what, please help me what lens are you looking out of right tell explain what do you, what do you mean by what okay, lens? so i you're a married man who you found your beautiful <laughs> wife my yes. big sister on this very show so what lens i'm talking about like are you watching this from a oh let me see if she falls in love are you watching this from a i don't give a damn what happened i just want to see some drama See, here's the thing. You can't in, be both. With in your my context. situation, in my situation, I wouldn't have been any of those women. Like if this was reverse, like if this was the Bachelorette, I would have right. been like, was it uh, Susie maybe or a what? What's her? What's the name? Of the girl that she he just went on a date with. Susie, he went on. Oh, no, 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 he Rachel. Rachel. One-on-one one -on -one with Rachel, yes. Duh. <laughs> Rachel, <Okay>. Rachel. <laughs> name should, name should uh, ring a bell. So he went on a date with Susie, went on a date with Rachel. Do you hear anything from those women? Like off to the side with <laughs> other women? No, because they know that they are in the driver's seat. All this other petty drama, like that was me just like looking at all these other people like, oh, wow, Shanae and Genevieve, like all those women are going home. Like, all those women are going home. Like, let them do their thing. Like, I was just looking at it through the lens of this is drama. And I felt like Sinead did what she had to do in that situation. Now, granted, like I said, I'm not going to speak on her character. She's done some shitty things during the season. And I think that is going to get her sent home eventually once Clayton comes to realize who he's dealing with. 
once he realized she ain't shit. At least from what we see <laughs> on the show. Uh, and I say that with love. Like I got a whole lot of homeboys that I say they ain't shit. They say I ain't shit either. So tonight, if and when you listen to this, take it how you want to. Hate me or, or don't hate me. But first off, you missed the opportunity for an amazing joke. You said that Rachel's in a driver's seat. She's a pilot, bro. You could have said she's in a cockpit. Like, oh, this is such an amazing job. You set it <laughs> yes. up, and then yes. you did not dunk it. It was like you missed the dunk. Oh, like, man. On, man. <laughs> I, I, let's, let's do that over. I got to get that joke. Nah, I'm kidding. No, I, I, like, I like that, though. I like yeah, that. I was like, I was like, he's setting the perfect joke <laughs> up, and then boom. She's uh, in like, the cockpit, yes. Yeah, she's in the cockpit, quite literally, right? But so I'm taking it. You're looking at it from simply a spectator that's already happy. You already got your love of your life. You're just watching with some popcorn. Just watching, right? Yeah. I, I watch this show. I'm tr- I mean, you can call me a Hallmark kid or whatever, but I'm trying to see somebody fall in love. I'm trying to see somebody. I'm trying to see basically Joe and Serena from Bachelor in Paradise. I'm trying to see a, a situation where they have to overcome. Uh, they have to be honest, transparent, authentic. And then boom, love. Like That's what I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see Lifetime TV on my screen. And that's what but, I'm saying. It's happening with Susie and Rachel. All this other nonsense. Right. They're not going to be there in the end. Bro, this, this is why I disagree with your hot take full-heartedly because I'm trying to get your lens, but I, I it's still your <laughs> – you you need to clean your glasses or something because it's foggy okay. for me right now. Like, if – this is why I disagree. If Shanae is to end up with Clayton, they're going to watch the show back. It would break up their relationship automatically. When yeah. she threw the trophy in the, in the bushes like that, like – the level of respect I would have for you has been completely tarnished because I don't care what comes out of your mouth. Your actions showed me that you weren't genuine. And that's how I would look at it. Correct. She could be genuine. She could be genuine for the record. But that's how I'm going to look at it based on the actions that she showed. Correct. But at the end of the day, Clayton didn't see any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Like, Clayton doesn't know that's all the trash that she talked about, Elizabeth. So I'm just basing it on what... What has been shown on the TV up to now? Like, so you Clayton didn't see it from like all, a, all Clayton saw. All Clayton saw was her on top of the bar, steamy makeout session, <laughs> and him basically put a seed of doubt about the other women when she basically told him that they were trying to plot against her. This is how I see it. If I'm going to look at it from your lens, she was absolutely amazing. She got all the TV time. Yeah, she got. If she want attention, oh, bravo. She's playing the villain girl, role to a, a team. If, 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 if Shanae and I are become homies in the future, I'm like, baby, you did that beautifully. You handled it. Yeah. You ran that shit. You know, what's that buddy, old buddy that uh, from last season who had Jason Tardick's name, my name down, and Blake uh, Horseman's name down? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I forget his name. I, I know exa- exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. At this point in time, you know, he didn't make it, right? But <laughs> Shanae, I would put her name down if I were to do something like that. Yo. You want to be the villain? Like, that's what your whole intention is? Sinead killed it. Like, she deserves that trophy if that's what we're going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. But, like, oh, no, I, me, I, call, I, call, I, me, call me a 34-year-old, but I look at this show, like, I'm trying to find love. I'm not trying to see somebody that's going to get, like, some more IG followers because they got a bunch of time on the show. You feel me? You're right. And, I, I, and like, somebody could, no, I'm not being right. It's just I love the beauty of it because we all we all have different. Some people have astigmatism. Seems like you do today, but you know, <laughs> Bob, I'm 2020, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, look, she is she is playing her role, and I I agree Agreed. with you when I you agree. talk about you know if Clay never saw this, like he's already tweeting about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's already I, tweeting about it. He's already saying, oh, my God, I, I feel like I'm watching two different movies. Like, he apologized to Elizabeth. 
you know, if he would have known certain things that happened, he would have probably sent Shanae home. But he didn't. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that. Completely. She's basically playing, you know, she's Shanae was playing it in real time and she was doing what she had to do in the moment to survive another week. Now, if we're talking yes, about that in the moment, I 100 percent am on your yeah. side. If we're talking about someone that's like, yo, not saying Shanae did this, but if we're like, if it's me and a bunch of my boys and like, yo, we're going to see who hookups with that girl or who can hook up with that girl first. Shanae killed it. She won. But like, yeah. this ain't a damn game, homie. This is like. Well, apparently, you know who thinks it's a game or a competition or a winning Shanae, because that's all she talks about. Like, she uses Look. words like that. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I won. I beat the other girl. She has the rose in her mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the way she's treating it. And, like I said, eventually that's going to catch up with her. You know what's funny, bro, is that Shanae did win. Because I'm talking about She took her. the W that night. Yeah. I'm talking about her in my mouth right now. And I said her name 15 times in the last 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> she, she's winning. She's doing it. She's pulling the Kanye. That's what Sinead is doing. <laughs> you like, Kanye, bro. Because Kanye is like the always ultimate example of this personality trait. Like, she wants to be talked about. I know that's a fact. She wants to. If we have her on the pod, she will be honest. She'll be like, yeah, I want to be talked about. And she's doing it. Yeah. So if we're looking at it from that perspective, that lens, yes, she is my number one draft pick if that's what I'm going for. But if I'm going for love, which at the point of the show, then she has been like the absolute worst. Oh, no, yes, but like, I know you gotta yeah, understand my point. point. You gotta, point. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right now, it's like Clayton <laughs> is in lust, I believe, with Shanae. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I can name she, a few she, other ones that you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not, she's not gonna, she's not gonna make it to the end, dude. Like, her, her, oh, well, we already know the she's made her bed and she's gonna be laying in it eventually because there's no way she's making it to the end. Like, everything's gonna catch up with her for sure, for sure. It's just like, do you want to be like, uh, known for you know, do you want a, the best thing about it in the sexual term? Do you want a partner that's the best for five seconds, or do you want a good thirty minute session? Yeah, like she's do a you five want, second. Do you want a wife? Do you want wife material? Yeah, she's. I mean, that's hilarious. Uh, somebody will talk shit about me for saying that, but it is what it is. <laughs> but someone that I thought on that group date, you know, I remember when I was on the show, we uh we had a, a rugby date. I one hundred percent. This woman will be my number one draft pick, Marlena. Dude, she killed it. She literally she won phenomenal. that game by herself. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I just want to be able to talk to her. Uh, and then Clayton, Claynos was hyping her up so high last yeah. week, saying that for good reason. <laughs> yeah, he wants us to get to know her story. She's just such a badass. I cannot wait to speak to our our beautiful guest today, Marlena. Can you grace the stage, please, baby? Grace the stage. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Marlena, you look amazing. Thank you for being on today. Thank you. I appreciate you. You guys look amazing. I'm super excited to be here, so well, in my room, you know. Appreciate you for being here. So, so excited to have you, and we just want to get to know you more. You absolutely starred on the show last night, so we want to get into that and just a little bit more about your life, but before we get into The Bachelor, let's start from the beginning. What was your childhood like? Like, how did you grow up? Okay, so... I grew up one of five. I am the middle of five. I just said that. Um, I have two <laughs> older brothers and I have twin siblings. I'm an Irish triplet. So me, my brother and my sister are all the same age right now. My birthday is in 15 days. So um, I'll be one year older than them, but I'm actually 11 months older than them. So Wait, yeah, when's your birthday? I've never heard February 16th. Okay, February 15th, Aquarius. Oh! I like that. I like that. Come on. Come on. I knew I, like I liked it. you already. <laughs> Happy early birthday to both of y'all. <laughs> Thank you. you. Yes. So my parents are Haitian. Um, they migrated here from Haiti. Um, and basically, they left Haiti for a better life. Uh, they moved to New York, and they had my brother. Uh, my dad had his papers. My mom married my dad. Long story. I'm going to keep it real short for y'all. Okay? And uh, they moved to Virginia Beach, and my dad was in the military. And basically, you know, uh, my mom kind of raised us all because my dad was always out to sea. He was always on, you know, eight-month cruises. Well, not really a cruise, but like eight-month times, you know, where he would go to work and um, he'd be gone for a while. And that's another reason why I'm an Irish triplet because, you know, every single time they saw each other, it was kind of back to back. You know what I'm saying? They didn't waste any time. They didn't waste any time. They didn't waste any time. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and so basically I grew up uh, very athletic because my oldest brothers played sports. Um, youngest sing- youngest siblings play sports as well. Um, and yeah, so athletic background. I actually started out playing um, football, which is actually nice. soccer in America. And um, that was my sport. And it was the love of my life. And I knew going into um, college, uh, I knew when I was in high school that I wanted to leave the state. Um, and in order to leave the state, you actually have to be on like a global scale for any sport. And with soccer, it's such a team oriented sport that, you know, you aren't really highlighted with, with a team sport, right? You're highlighted when you're playing something individual because they can focus on you and they can see you and they can say, oh, okay, this person's really, really good yeah. um, versus being on a team and winning with a team and whatnot. So I had to make a decision because soccer and track were also the same exact time in high school. So I had to make the decision on like what sport I wanted to play. And I had never ran track until like my seventh grade year in middle school. And so I was like, okay, well, but I really want to play soccer in high school because I really want to go to school for soccer. And so I just made a decision to run track. And uh, I actually started out as a middle distance runner. So I ran the 800, Oof, uh, which is now, which is laps. now sprint though, right? Like it's, it's a sprint now. It's a, it's a sprint. Yeah, it's a sprint. <sighs> it's a sprint now. Yeah. yeah. 
And so I ran the 800 first and then I just kept on moving down. Like every year I was like 800, then I ran 400 and then I was a 200 runner. Like, and that this was girl's a 100 too fast. She's like, too yeah, fast to do all like, that other okay. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually like the 400 was my cream of the crop. Um, I ended up being a 400 runner and I won states in the one, the two and the four. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was, uh, I remember my senior year, no one had ever done the triple. And right before I was about to run, I was just doing some block starts um, at the start of the 100. I was about to run the 100. And someone walked across my lane as I'm like in my drive phase, going up. And I just remember looking up and bam, hit him head on had a concussion, right? And I'm like blacked out right before my race. Oh and my so I God. remember my coach, I had like a Coach Carter coach. Like he was like, you're gonna do this. We're gonna prevail. We're gonna be unstoppable. And I remember him telling the trainer, my job, 18 years old, right? I'm like young, right? And I remember he told my trainer, he's like, wrap her up. She's getting on the track. And I'm like, bloody nose, everything. Like I'm like swollen ankle. And I'm just sitting here like, I can't, I can't do this. And he was like, you could do this. This is our senior year. You could do this. And I remember I like limped to the starting line and they're like, runners, take your marks. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, but I know I got to win. It's my senior year. 100 somehow. I don't know how I wow. won. Right. The next race was the 400, which is my race anyway. So I wasn't too worried about that race. She's like, and I got this. Won the 400. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I won the 400. The 200 was the most competitive race for me. And I was very nervous, of course, like my trainer had to continue wrapping my ankle, wrapping my ankle. Cause I'm like, I'm feeling it right now. Like this is my second race and I'm really feeling it. And my coach was just like, just go out there and like leave everything on the track. And I was like, okay. And I remember like out the blocks, I couldn't even like, I couldn't really push off. And I was like, look, I'm not losing. Like, I'm so competitive. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not losing. It's not happening. The adrenaline and I remember, kicked like, in. Literally, yes, it kicked <laughs> in. And I like blew past everybody and and I won. So I was the first athlete in Virginia to to basically, well, first female athlete to do the triple after Percy Harvin. Because I think he did. Percy he did Harvin, former Gator. Yes, uh, I've yes, heard yeah. about his accolades. Wait a minute. So you pulled <laughs> off this feat with a bum leg. And a yes. concussion. Not a concussion. Yeah, like, not right, a concussion. right. Like, is that the moment? Is that the moment you knew? You're like, okay, I'm going to be an Olympian. Like, yeah. like, what? Wh when was that point where you were like, okay, I I'm good enough to compete with the best in the world? I mean, I had oh, I've just I've always been so competitive. Um, my little brother also ran track, and he was actually really good as well. Um, and I just knew that I wanted to be an Olympian, and I knew I wanted to eventually win a gold medal, and I knew I wanted to be somebody that people talked about, you yeah. know. And and that was go ahead. No, I want to hear that. Keep finishing. That's beautiful. No, I'm like I I knew I wanted to be someone, and I didn't want to just go to work. And just be someone that just kind of, you know, retired in corporate America. Like I knew I was destined to be great, you know, and anything that okay. I put my mind to. How does someone like for the listeners out there, how do we get your confidence? How do you bottle it, sell it in the store <laughs> for us so we can buy it for $9.99 and pick it up and like put it on as lotion? Like, how do we get that confidence? <laughs> You know what's so crazy is I'm not even that confident. Like it it might sound as if I am and like all the girls in the house are like, oh my God, Mom, you're just like so confident. And I was like, mentally, I'm like, 
drowning. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I, I like, how, how am I like doing this right now? And I think it's literally, I mean, you wake up and you tell yourself like, I'm not going to be mediocre today. You know, like mm. I wake up and I'm just like, I am not going to allow my own mentality to defeat me. Cause that's all it is. You know, at the end of the day, it's your own, you being stronger than your own mindset. Like you have to tell yourself, I can do this. Um, it's, it, it doesn't take anybody else. Like no one else can push you to that limit. It has to be you and you have to mentally be stronger than you were any other day. And what got you to that, uh, like that confidence level? Like, was it somebody in your family? Was it the competition between the siblings that led to this? Oh yeah. It was always a competition. I always wanted to be better than my siblings. Like my, <laughs> my oldest brother went to college and he ran track. He was a cross country runner. My second oldest brother also ran track. And then I ran track. My little sister ran track and then my little brother ran track. Oh, and yeah. it was oh. always me. Yeah. All of us ran track and it was me and my little brother. And we were always like, bumping heads like just I think it was more so like trying to get our parents attention right like you always mm. want to be the star in your parents eyes and I'm like I need mom and dad to come to my track meet like they need to not go to yours they need to come to mine because I'm better than you <laughs> so I had always been like super competitive <laughs> with my siblings and like I mean I think that's what it was it was really just trying to get my parents to love me more right I mean as terrible as that sounds like you always want to be the star child and I think that's that's really what it stemmed from me wanting their attention well I think that you're definitely the star child I mean you're doing pretty amazing <laughs> we we're, we were watching you yesterday I'm like yo she can dust me in a race like <laughs> dust me in a race it's like, I want to, I want to race you but I, I know I'm gonna, <laughs> no you I'm don't. Gonna be in a bad you want to do I'm that, be in a back betting against me <laughs> if that makes sense. Right, right. And I mean, look, I don't go, I don't turn down any races. I don't turn down any competition. So it is what it is. Let's go. We're going to have to make that happen. But like, let's go back a little bit. You are an Olympian, yo. That's like the highest of the highest of feats. It's like, let's dive into that right there. How, when, uh, what took place? How was your training? Like your mentality, all of it. Yeah. So as I said, I'm Haitian. So I have dual citizenship with Haiti and with the United States. And um, going into it, it was a track meet. So basically, when you run for a different country, um, some countries have actual qualification rounds like USA does have the Olympic trials. Mm -hmm. And so Haiti did not have like a trial. Um, what I had to do was hit the A standard for the Olympics in order to qualify. And the A standard was 5143. I think it was 51.43 and pretty fast time for 400 back in the day. So it was 2012. I was a junior in college. I went to Clemson and I went there on a track scholarship, but I started out at the University of Oklahoma. So I got to shout them out first. Uh, and I transferred to Clemson <laughs> my sophomore year. Um, and so after that, I trained with this coach and he was like, also coach Carter, because I literally thrive off of just constructive criticism. And you have to literally talk crap to me because it only feeds me. Like, if you're like, Marlena, let's go. You're not running fast enough. You suck. Let's go. It's like, it pumps me up because that's me. Like, I remember, like, I, I remember I went home for the summer and I got a little thick. And I remember coming back and my coach was like, Miss Piggy, come on, Miss Piggy, let's Miss, go. Miss, not Miss Piggy. Like, she said I got a little thick. Me Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me Miss Piggy. But guess what? 
I went hard every single day until I worked all of my thickness off to where I was able to be back in shape. But um, fast forward back to the race. It was at the ACC Championship 2012 Charlottesville, Virginia. And it was at the University of Virginia. And it was the finals for the 400 meter dash. And um, I just remember going out there and my coach told me how to execute the race. He was like, you know, go out hard, kind of coast the back stretch and then pick it up with 150 meters to go. And I'm like, okay, got it. You know, and I wasn't too worried. I had, I had a lot of competition, but I also knew who I was and I knew that I was the strongest person out there. And so with 150 to go, I just remember just high knees, kind of like the, you know, the race yesterday or basically the football game yesterday, just starting high knees. And I'm just like high knees, high knees, high knees. I remember crossing the finish line and I looked at the time and it was like 5140. And I was like, ah! like, I remember being so hyped and just so excited that I hit it. I remember looking for my coach in the stands and he saw me. I saw him. I sprinted to him. I jumped on him and we were just so excited. And I was like, that's when I knew like, you're going to the Olympics. Like, oh my God, you're going to the Olympics, but it really doesn't hit you until you're actually at the Olympics. Like, you know, I was just in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to the Olympics. And the opening <laughs> no ceremony deal. is when it really, yeah. No like it, it really hits you at the opening ceremony. You're just like, holy crap. I'm like really at the Olympics. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> wow. How was that being yeah, what was that experience at the Olympics, like? uh, walking uh, out, representing your country? Yes. Well, first of all, I'm a little bougie. So <laughs> London to me wasn't all that. I'm not a fan of London. <laughs> and I kind of wish it was in some place like really exotic. <laughs> I really wish I would have went to like Morocco or something. <laughs> but Morocco. London will okay. do. <laughs> It'll do, sweetheart. It'll do. It'll do. It'll do. It'll do. It, it, it's like London is, it reminds me of Oregon. I'm not sure if you guys have been to Oregon before. It rains every day and it's really? just like sad. Oh. Hard, hard, hard. You did not just do London like that. <laughs> Oregon and London. Just or not Oregon, London, like man. She said, yeah, they don't say that. It you know. rained. It rained every day. And I'm a vibe person when it comes to like the weather. So like my energy, I, I vibe off the of weather. I live in Miami right now. So it's like, hot every day Home and i'm town, like baby. okay i don't gotta wear any clothes you know what I'm saying? i got the half sleeve one sleeve i don't know what i'm doing today half sleeve is it hot is it cold you know and so <laughs> either way it's a gun show right <laughs> either way and so basically it was raining and it was dreary and i was like sad because it was like an ugly day but london was it was a it was a good experience i think london was really um they were very welcoming uh, they were very hospitable, of course, at the Olympics. You know, you have the Olympic Village that everyone talks about. And I feel like everyone that I talk to always asks one question. And I'm pretty sure you guys know exactly <laughs> is, what question. Is it as crazy ask. as everybody says? <laughs> mm -hmm. Is everybody just getting busy or what? We have, we have to know. <laughs> That's everyone's question. It's everyone's question. Like, I heard people in the Olympic Village, like, really get it on. And I'm like, think about it, though. Like, put it in the perspective of you will never see this person ever again, right? Like, so- <laughs> She confirmed so it. She's confirming. <laughs> Everybody cardio I, game I, up. I didn't, do, I didn't do anything, put it that way. But literally, like, <laughs> you bond with these people that you're probably with it for two weeks, right? It's like the Titanic, right? How long was Rose and Jack really together? They were together for like two days, right? <laughs> they fell in love in two days. It was a magical and, like, two days. Literally, right? It was Yo, a magical two days. <laughs> 
Thank no, you. and think about Thank it, Mike. You. It's like no. everybody's athletic as hell, ripped. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, everybody's looking good. good. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna be attracted to some people. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, there's so many different countries. Everyone's beautiful, you know? And it's just like, wow, I've never seen people from this country. I've never seen what people from this country look like. And so you're just like, okay, some people start experimenting. I'm not saying I It's like it's a buffet people. of all different types of people. It's like, yeah, there you go. taste the rainbow. There you go. Literally. <laughs> and it was so cool because I met, I met Kobe, you know, unfortunately he Aww. passed, but I met Kobe. Rest in peace, I met Kobe. LeBron. And when I tell you, like, the basketball players were, like, the talk of the town, of course. They didn't stay in the Olympic Village. So, of course, you know, everybody was kind of sad about that. But they were too bougie they for that. Came, yeah, <laughs> they came to, like, the lunchroom at, like, 9 o'clock at night. So everybody knew they would be there at 9 o'clock at night after the game. So we just, like, wait there, like, <laughs> but no they were so cool down earth and like it was just a great experience meeting people that you watch on tv that you're you're like oh my god it's venus and serena like i met venus and serena wow. and i was like oh my gosh these people are people that i idolize yeah. you know and you actually get to be on the same track as them you're like well they're olympians i'm the olympian you know like we're kind of on the same, not really, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> During those hey, Olympics, you were. During the Olympics, I mean, you were on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> During the Olympics, you are definitely on the same page. So right, to, toot right. your horn. You, you 100% Thank you. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How is it for, because you have dual citizenship, can you just decide? Because I genuinely don't know. Like, how does that work when you say, yeah. okay, I want to run for Haiti, I want to run for the U.S.? How does that work? Right. So, actually, I was running really well in college, and I ended up bumping into somebody that was on the board for Haiti, and she knew how to connect me with somebody else that could get me running for Haiti. Uh, and I'm not sure how it works for every other country. Uh, I really don't know. So for me, that was the process. I met someone and she connected me with somebody else who connected me with somebody else who connected me with someone else. Yeah. And then they made it happen. So uh, it was funny because I ended up running for Haiti and my little brother ended up running for the United States or he tried out for the Olympic team in the States. And we all know the U.S. Olympic team is the hardest team to make. So I was in my head. I'm sitting here like, OK, how can I become an Olympian? <laughs> in a pretty simple way. <laughs> I mean, not to say that it was simple or anything, but I also knew that I'm a realist and I'm realistic in every single goal that I set in my life. And I knew like, okay, I could maybe make the relay, right? But I'm probably not going to make it there individually, you know? And so I was like, but do I want a chance even trying versus I can go right now, like I can go right now and still compete and still be an Olympian, like uh, American Olympian or a Haitian Olympian or a Jamaican Olympian, you know, like at the end of the day, an Olympian is an Olympian, regardless Facts. of who you represent. Nobody can so, ever take that away from you. Yeah, okay. exactly. Now, Marlena, what, what, what do you consider was the easier task living in the Olympic village with all those other athletes or, 
living in the bachelor mansion with these women. <laughs> what? What? How do you compare the two? Well, Brian, Brian, you got to be honest. Be specific, Brian. You're specifically speaking about Shanae. <laughs> Shanae Cassidy. I mean, you know, we could be talking about multiple people here. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I have to bring in my background and my profession. Um, so I am basically an HR professional. So, you know, in HR, I have to look at every single side. So it was interesting that I was not one of the girls that disliked Shanae. Um, you know, I actually try to see things eye to eye. So I'm like, okay, well, all right, guys, let's let's think about it this way, right? Or, or let's look at it this way and with from her perspective. Um, and I was always at the mediator person. I was like, <laughs> look, I don't want any drama. Let's try, let's try to solve it. Let's try to work it out. You know, yesterday's episode showed me saying, well, who in particular, who in particular yeah. are you talking about? Like, right, talk, you know, let's have a conversation yeah. instead of pointing fingers and saying things. And that's just how I was, um, you know, in the, the whole entire time. Was but it? to answer the question, it was easier living, of course, at the Olympic Village. I mean, <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yo, Brian, I think everyone we <laughs> just wanted to, to clarify that's an athlete tends to find the bachelor to be a bit more difficult. Yeah, it is. I mean, a camera on you twenty four seven. You're in, you're in the midst of all this drama, unnecessary yeah. drama. To be to be frank, to be, no right. unnecessary. To be frank, sure. You mentioned that your younger brother uh, represented for the U.S. Right? Didn't your older brother Daryl represent for Haiti as well? So he's my little brother. Okay, your little and brother. Get yes, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> little brother represented he's, for he's Haiti. He's my Irish triplet brother. Tell me about that. that. I never heard that term before. Irish triplet before today. So an Irish triplet is when your birthdays lapse and you're the same age, like sometime. So I'm 11 months apart from my brother and my sister. So right now their birthday is January 21st. So they're 30. I'm 30. And I'll turn 31 February 16th. Well, shout out to your mom. And, right oh. <laughs> shout out to your mom. Can we get that? Can we get a high five? Can we get a hand clap for your mama right quick? No. <laughs> so so who has the bragging rights in the family because everybody seems to have run track very athletic family like who has the yeah. bragging rights like in thanksgiving christmas like who's talking the most trash oh my goodness thanksgiving and christmas are the most fun holidays at my parents house in virginia we are always talking about old memories and my brothers never live it down like <laughs> they're always talking about things that happened in the past they're like do you remember when marlena did this and i'm like man they're like you got everybody beat in the house because you did this <laughs> and like it we i grew up in such a loving and positive household i'm so close to everyone in my family like they are my world like every single one all seven of us right like it's me my siblings my mom and my dad who have been married for 36 years and are still together right. and i grew up looking at that love and you know they did a very very good job and you know instilling that in our lives as well so i'm just very thankful you know and i'm i'm, I'm so happy to you know be a part of a family that just loves as much as they do i love, love that, that for you and your that. family brian can you imagine like going to marlena's family's house for thanksgiving or like christmas and being that one dude that's not in shape <laughs> yeah, there, there's, no way. there's no way. There's no way. It's like to be a part of this family, like you got to hit the gym. Literally. You got to yeah. do something. This is the prerequisites that you must at the bare minimum hit. 
to be in his family. Well, let me tell you this. So <laughs> I'm one of five. My oldest brother is 34, about to be 35. Second oldest brother is 32, about to be 33. I'm 30, about to be 31. And then my little brother and sister are 30. My parents are 60 and 65, right? No grandchildren. Oh, so, so they're, har they're harping imagine, on the grandkids. I, ca I can't even. So yeah. as you can imagine, if one of y'all came to my house for Thanksgiving, they'd be like this. <laughs> Hello. It's like, so when are we How seeing are the you? grandkids? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, look, Literally. If you hear you made it far enough, let me just get a kid. Let me get a grandkid. Let's go. Yes. That's all they care about. They're like, you are not going to make me leave this earth without meeting my grandchildren. Listen, their life and is not complete without that. I get it. I get it because I get exactly. that from my parents all the time, too. Same, same, exact same. My mom just said it to me this past weekend. Right. Yeah. Worry about that. We need to find you the girl first, Mike. First things first. First things first. Facts, 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 facts. We have a guest here today. We're going to focus on our guest, Marlena. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So, Clayton, we had him on last week, right? And Marlene, yes. when I tell you, Clayton adores you. He spoke so highly of you. He was like hyping. He hyped you up. Yeah. He hyped you up like crazy. And we know it to be <laughs> we know it to be so true. What was life like leading up to the bachelor? What was your thoughts about going on a bachelor? Because uh, you came, you know, it's uh, back in the mansion now, back to almost yeah. normal. How was all that thoughts for you? Uh, well, I actually, how I got on the show, that's the question. Yes, tell us that. That's I, the question. I, I, Let's I, start that's the question. <laughs> so I got out of an extremely toxic relationship with a narcissist. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, and it was literally like a turning point in my life. And you guys see me as this confident person right now, but he literally kind of crushed every part of my soul um and i literally was like well let me try to find love a different way and i applied for the bachelor jokingly right and i'm just like let me just you know it's kind of <laughs> like going it's it's like it's like going to the gas station and and playing the lotto right like no i'm like I, whatever the i know i'm not gonna off, win a million yeah. dollars yeah like i'm not gonna win a million dollars <laughs> but you know hurt. whatever yeah exactly and so someone actually called me and I'm like, this is who? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool. And of course, by then you, we didn't know who the bachelor was gonna be. And so it's like, everyone's speculating, like, is it gonna be this person from Katie's season? Is it gonna be this person, you know? And we didn't find out until like a couple weeks before. Mm. And, and so it was like, I, you know, I was working as the vice president of human resources in a credit union and I remember like having to make a decision. Like, am I, yeah, I'm like, am I, am I going to go or am I going to stay? You know, and I, I was, I was just in my little town. I, I made a lot of money. I was very successful in what I did. And I had never, ever taken a chance, you know, and taken a risk that could potentially go south. You know, like I've, I've never taken a risk that was too risky. I had always been a conservative person. Like, okay, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like, I'm not gonna do Bitcoin because I could potentially lose money, right? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I've never been like a risky person. And so I just, you know, after kind of talking to a lot of people, I'm like, you know, I really wanna do this, you know, because I really do wanna find love. You know, I really do want to get married and, and, and potentially have children, right? And, and so it was like, it makes sense, but then there's also the risk of that not happening. You know, and then what failing, 
you know, because in my eyes as a competitor, it's it's a failure, right? Uh, and so I'm like, okay, but it, it'll be so much more easy if I just stay here in my little job, and I didn't I didn't think about that. And so like it wasn't until like a couple weeks prior to to everything that I actually went to my boss's office and I was like, hey, I'm I'm doing this. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So they were okay. cool with it. They were cool with it. They, yeah. And, you know, and, and he was cool with it. But also, I also knew with my position and being in a, in a seniority position that I was going to need a step down. Mm. So um, I ended up having a step down. And it was honestly, it was more a relief for me as well because I was living in Gainesville, Florida. What's wrong with Gainesville, Florida? Gainesville. I went to college there. Uh, I went to Clemson. So every single time someone saw me, they were like, go Gators. And I was like, I'm not a Gator. Right. She just and compared so they- Oregon <laughs> to London, bro. So <laughs> give her that. Give her that. So I, I just didn't like living in Gainesville and I kind of felt like stuck, right? I'm like in this great job, making good money, like not really having to worry about too much and to take a risk and lose it all to find love, that's a big risk, that's a big risk. It is, And it is. But I also told myself like, this is your opportunity to, to do what you wanna do and do something for you, right? And you're, you're, so many times we think about what other people define success as, right? Other people are like, no, you need to work until you're making X amount of money and you need to do this. And society tells us what success is. But in reality, it's all, it's, it's all about what's up to us. You know, like you're put on this earth to make it the best lifetime or the best life that you can make it for yourself. And so I said, I'm going to choose something for me this time. Amen. And and I did it. Let it question. I got a question for you. What um, yes. you mentioned about the toxic relationship that you were in with the narcissist. Like, what did you learn from that relationship <sighs> that you knew you wanted in your next relationship and yeah. going into The Bachelor? Yeah. I learned to take red flags seriously. Mm. I mean, I think, and I can speak for myself and probably a lot of other women out there that we don't, when we're really in love with someone or we, we really feel as if this might be love or this might be the one, we are blindsided, right? And we just don't even look at these things that are right in front of our faces, like people DMing them or, you know, people reaching out to them at one and two o'clock in the morning and we're just like okay it might just be this and we're always constantly talking ourselves out of situations that we know are unacceptable and literally going into this situation with clayton i knew that i wanted to be upfront about my expectations for a man in general and i wasn't afraid to do that and talk about this is what my expectations are And, you know, this is what I'm looking for in a man, you know, because this is what happened to me in the past. And, um, you know, yeah. You're talking about that right there, your expectations uh, from that you learned from your past relationships and red flags on the group date. uh, Not this week, but last week with Caitlin Bristow. You know, I got to go there because to me it was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I really I really love it. I mean, I love it from you. I love it from Clayton. Uh, You almost didn't want to bring up the, you know, the racial aspect, but Clayton. I had to get my hat off to him because he said he wants you to say that. He yeah. wants you to ask those type of questions. He wants to hear different perspectives and learn. And so just how was that conversation behind the scenes or uh, let us know a little bit about that publicly because we didn't get to see it. So that was a very tough 
conversation to have just because prior to even going on the show, you know, that was the biggest question. It was like, um, yeah, you're black and he's white. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, and, and for me, you know, you don't want to say, I don't, I hate when people say I don't see color, right? Because it's, it's blatant. It's right in front no. of your face. It's no. right in front of your face. You know, I see color, right? But I'm able to see past that and to see your personality. Cause that's what matters to me is your heart. You know, yes. I want to see your heart. Who are you? And, and for me, just kind of thinking about that and, and telling other people that I would, you know, confide in and telling them about, you know, this, me being on the bachelor, me being on the show, it's like, you know, they're like, well, no, don't mention race. Like you don't want to make anybody mad. You don't want to make the viewers mad. And I'm like, why am I having to compromise who I am and what I would normally do in a relationship for a show, right? Just because it's a show, I'm not going to put on a facade. I'm not going to put on this fake appearance just because people might get mad. You know, and I'm like, I'm going to be who I am. And I knew and I told myself that going onto the show, I was going to be Marlena regardless. Like I was going to be Marlena. I wasn't going to be like this person that I wasn't because if the world hates me, they're going to hate Marlena. They're not right. going to hate yes. this fake person that I put on in order for everyone to love me. And then they end up hating me, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to ask, you know, I'm just going to basically talk to him about my struggles as being an African-American woman. And especially in my role, when I was working, you know, in corporate America, I was the only African-American in that executive level, you know? And so it was hard for me. And I just know that, you know, the difficulties that we face, and I just wanted to kind of express that to Clayton, that that's something that I struggle with as well, is, is walking into a room and being as respected as someone that doesn't look like me yeah. and feeling as if I have to enunciate, I have to elaborate, you know, I, I have to basically be more professional than the average person just because of the color of my skin. Yes. And you mentioned working, having to work 10 times harder just to be yeah. seen at this exact same level. And right. so I, that was to me just profound. I love the, the interaction between the two of you. Uh, how, how was that? Because you mentioned like your friends saying, well, you're black, he's white or people that were yeah. in your circle. You know, how did you handle those conversations? Because a lot of times it sounds like other people scared what other people are scared of comes to play onto you. Right. And they, they throw it up on you. How did you how were you taking that? What were your thoughts on that? Just simply this is who I am. I don't care. Like what was it? What was going through your brain? Yeah. Well, first of all, I date outside my race. So that was the first thing that I said. So it's not like I'm not, I don't discriminate. Let's be honest. Right. And I think they were just more so on like, what are people going to see? Right. Cause yeah, you date outside your race, but people don't really see that. Right. The entire yeah. world, 5 million viewers per night, aren't going to watch you dating, you know, whoever you date. Um, so I think that's where they were coming from. But at the end of the day, it was like, do you really go into interracial relationships and not talk about race? Like, it makes no sense, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, because, because you know, let's say you're bringing that person home to your parents. You got to forewarn them, like, it's hey. like the elephant in the room. You got, you're going to talk yeah. about it. Right, um. exactly. And so I knew that this, I was going to make this as natural of a relationship for me as it would be in the real world. So how can I make this who I am and also incorporate, yes, I'm on a TV show as well, but this is still going to be me naturally being Marlena and he's going to have to like me or not like me because I'm Marlena. No, no, he's going to like you because you are Marlena. Period. Dot. There you go. Period. There you go. Dot. Period. Dot, dot. And I got to imagine, I, I uh, Clayton obviously 
was super real last week with uh, with us in our conversation with him, and he talked about you know the struggles of having the siblings in the family, and he was very competitive yeah. with him. I imagine you guys just hearing your story. I imagine you guys connected on that level as well. Yeah. Clay and I definitely, we connected on a lot of different levels. And of course, athletics being one of them. Um, and so he understood me, you know, and I think in a lot of our conversations that we had, we talked about athletics and just kind of growing up and being the sibling that wanted to be better than the other siblings. So I, you know, I think I brought that competitive edge to, you know, for him. And also he brought that for me as well. And, you know, we, we definitely had a lot of, a lot of good conversations. Right. You definitely brought the competitive edge on this, uh, this past week. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you like, did. <laughs> were you the number one draft pick? Like, <laughs> you know, That's a no brainer. Your team, That's a no -brainer. Your team won the date, you know, how, how did it feel to win the date? And, you know, all the people that were the winners were supposed to be there, but you know, somebody else dropped in. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Calling up the Houston Texans right now. <laughs> trying to drive me okay <laughs> but no you know it was it was such a fun day and I was so excited I mean as you could probably guess I was the most excited out of everybody to be on that day and I knew I told I literally told him I'm like look whoever's on my team we're, <laughs> we're gonna win like, I specifically remember like, you saying it yes. not a question I remember telling them like whoever's on my team we're gonna win and, you know, when we won and it was, I mean, Sierra was kicking butt too. Now, and my team did what they needed to do. Cause I remember in the locker room, I told him, I said, all y'all have to do is guard somebody for me, just guard someone. Cause they're going to be coming for me. And everyone <laughs> did their part. Susie, Teddy, Sarah, they all did their parts with like guarding their man. I remember telling them like, stay on your man. Don't worry about me. Pass me the ball. Just pass me the ball. Okay. <laughs> and I the got rock. This. I'll take it to the yeah, house. And, and Sierra was killing it too. You know, Sierra was killing it. So, Sierra you know, we was, all, as a was. team, yeah, as a team effort, like I, you know, people were saying like, you know, I put the team on my back, but my team showed out for me. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to escape the way I escaped, you know, and, and went down and, and got all those touchdowns and whatnot, you know, and it, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have done it. And I mean, and the, so, you know, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, and like it was so funny because the trash talking, like in the ITMs, I was like, when you were talking about your coaches I earlier, I was like, they definitely rubbed off on you, like because that sounded like you were Thank the you. coach of the team. Now, Brian, I was thinking like when she spoke with Kobe, I think a little bit of that mama mentality uh, yeah, was in for sure, for sure. Up but it's me. like they and cut, it, they cut from Marlena you know, hyping everybody up in her gear. And then like they showed the other team and they were just like throwing the ball to each other, like dropping everything. I was like, oh God, this is going to be a massacre. I, you have to get in people's heads, you know, because if they don't feel like they can do it, because a lot of them, they were scared. They were like, tackle football. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, listen, it's really not that bad. We had all the gear. I like, we have all the gear on, you know, we're not going to feel, we're probably going to feel it tomorrow, but we're good. You know, we're going to be okay. And I'm sitting here having to hype them up. And I just remember I had, to, I had to hype me up too. So I remember sitting in a chair and I'm just literally rocking. And I'm like, all right. You know, I don't have any music, so I'm sitting there like, <laughs> it happen. I'm like okay, it. all right, okay. You know, I'm listening to something in my head, and I'm just like, all right, okay, What okay. What, what would that I'm be hyped. in your head? If you were listening to some hype music, what, what would you have Little in John, your- Little John, let's go. Little John. Wow. John. As soon as you said hey, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you said it, I just, I went it down. Yeah, that was literally my song on um, all my track meets. I'd be like, 
Let's go. Oh man. Right. Why does songs just stay in your head forever? I know the whole song. Now. It does. You mentioned that you're you're in Miami now, right? You left Gainesville. Sorry, Brian. No, she had it. No, she's she's hit both of the towns that I've I've frequented. So I love it. I love it. I love Gainesville, so Miami. You're you're in Miami. We know that you have a realtor business, right? And you are mm-hmm. the vice president of HR there. How in the world do you have time to do all these different things? So I'm no longer the vice president. Remember, I had to quit that job. Mm-hmm. So that job was in Gainesville. And that's why I moved to Miami, because I no longer do that. But I own two properties in Gainesville. Um, I ended up selling one of them. I have another one that I just Airbnb. And I currently live downtown Miami. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Passive income, baby. She's doing it right. She's hold doing hold it right. We, 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 we got to talk. I got to sit up in my chair. What's good? Tell, <laughs> She's making can moves. You please, can you, like, real talk, can you please tell the people why you did that? Why you decided to do that? And how it's Why I decided you? to move? Oh, no, to, no, to with sell the, my the house? Properties, with the properties that you had and, and, and that aspect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I always knew, and I'm a huge Airbnb host. So I Airbnb my property in Gainesville. And I knew how much money I made. So what I ended up doing, I was like, I'm a hustler, you know, and I think Clayton said that and he told y'all I'm a hustler. Okay. (laughs) And so regardless of how much money I'm making, you always got to make more. There's so many more opportunities to make more money in all different aspects. You can't have just one job, right? I couldn't just have one job making six figures, you know, like where else? Where else can I make more money? And so I remember I got my property and it was High Springs, Florida, and it was a three bedroom, two bathroom. And uh, I would Airbnb it on the weekends. Like I would leave and then I would get people. And I remember I opened up the entire month and I remember I got a seven day stay. And I'm like, well, where the hell am I going to go? <laughs> like, like, where am I going to go? And I remember I ended up staying with my cousin who lived in Gainesville and I made like $1,300 in se- for seven days. And I'm like, Damn, like hold up. Right? I'm like, <laughs> my mortgage. I'm like, I just paid my mortgage in seven days, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, this is smart. Like I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. And then, so I ended up leasing that. I ended up buying an investment property and uh, I bought it for 90 grand. I put 15 grand into it and I turned it into like a very, very, very nice place. And I'm like, I'm going to Airbnb this one, you know, because my mortgage for this one is only $630, you know? So what I can make in this one, I can pay for that one and this one at the same time. And um, I ended up doing that. And right now we're in an amazing market, right? So the house that I bought two years ago, I knew I could pocket $100,000 on it, you know? And so I'm like, just money moves, right? And it's just all about just being smart Making mentally. money moves, I'm loving and it. Making money moves, you know? And and that's what it's, that's what it's about. Like, life is about, like, never being stuck, never feeling stuck. And, you know, when I had to, when I had to quit my job for the show, it was like, my biggest fear and why I didn't jump at the, you know, the opportunity when it first presented itself, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I'm just so stuck in my structure of my little box and making and making this, making that. But then I'm like, man, you save so much money. Like what? You could you you don't have to have a job like you don't have to. And so I just kept telling myself, kept telling myself, like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. 
And, you know, with real estate, you know, and, and I'm an entrepreneur by real estate and that's my job, right? It's, it's, you know, real estate is being an entrepreneur and never knowing when you're going to make money and, and when you're going to, where your next paycheck's going to come, depending on like what your business is. Right. And so for me, I, I love to network. I love meeting people. So you're you amazing at it. You're amazing at it. I can tell. <laughs> it's, it's not too hard. I'll put it that way. So uh, with, within that, you just said something right there. I think a lot of people, <clears throat> they have aspirations and dreams. And then sometimes even opportunities like you to go on The Bachelor and find love. But we are so scared of the financial dependency that we have within our company. right? Yeah. And so yeah. I love that you're just preaching right there and telling people, you know, find more ways of, of income streams. Right. That's mm-hmm. literally what I nerd out on all the time. We can tell yeah. we can chop it up offline. That's all day what I nerd about all. And so I just love that you're telling people that because that's such a good message for people to know. Right. So you're able you've been able to move from Gainesville to Miami, have the opportunity to find a love. We want to see what the future holds. I'm watching closely. We all are. And making more money and have the freedom to yourself. So what other ventures are you working on? Because I know there's you have you building an empire. So what we got? What are we looking at? My dream is to own an apartment complex. And, um, you know, so I've been talking to my parents and my parents are also investors. So my parents, they're working on, I just put an offer in for them. Um, and, you know, they're looking at buying their third property. And so it's kind of like, I would be the person that be taking care of that property. I'd be Airbnb and managing that property that'd be in this area in South Florida. And so with them, I'm actually looking at purchasing a property somewhere out the country. I am a huge traveler. I've been in 33 different countries. And so it's like, I'm always about like leaving the country and, and, and finding new things to do that are outside of the status quo box that America is, right? I'm living in Mexico, um, learning Spanish right now. You talk, you preach to the choir. Hola. So Marlena, I, like I saw you lay the lumber on Shanae, like the biggest hit of that football game. And we love to see it. You laid the wood and she felt it. I mean, can you just break down what's going on with this drama in the house? I mean, you got Elizabeth getting sent home. Clay didn't have all the information. Um, you know, Shanae goes basically into your group date, grabs your trophy, tosses it into the bushes, you know, talks some trash to the other girls and just basically bombs the group date like how, how did you yeah. feel and what what is your take on everything that was going on in the house at that time yeah you know and Sinead did a very good job at gaslighting and when I say that and I, I can definitely come from a space where I I understand Clayton's perspective um, although you know sometimes I was like okay now I know you see this you know but at the end of the day she did a very good job at making things seem one way when they really weren't that way and so for me like I said I was more so on the neutral side of things and you know when I would talk to her it would always be positive like she never she never said anything negative to me and you know during the span of the entire drama I was like okay well this is just some petty drama like this is some petty drama let's squash it and let's move forward like let, yeah. let's just talk about like let's just talk about it but I didn't see the conversations that were had when I wasn't there so the conversation with Shanae and Elizabeth that was with Clayton we didn't I didn't see any of that so I didn't know what happened I only knew 
when they would come back and say, this person said this, this person said that. And it just kind of sounded like some petty stuff that was going on. And, you know, now watching it back and seeing some of the ITMs, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so it was like that, you know, and just kind of being on the outside looking in of things. And um, so the football day, I don't know how to play football. I'm not going to lie. I know how to catch a ball and I know how to run. You're That's all I know though. how to do. Yeah. And so the whole entire time we were we were tackling people when we didn't even have the ball. So we just thought <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even know that you couldn't tackle people if they didn't have the ball. So we were just everybody was getting tackled. There was all <laughs> types of rules being broken in that game. Like yeah. let's just let's just say that. Clayton and Jesse like they just we should have read the rules first. Like literally. I remember John saying, Look, they have to have the ball for you to tackle them. We were like, Oh, okay, okay, cool. And I remember I just I saw I saw Shanae get the ball and I just remember going like she got the ball now. <laughs> and I just remember tackling her and it was like sack. And I was like, okay, so that's what sack means. Okay, that's what that means. <laughs> Why did I just picture Bobby Boucher in my head? Like back to the water boy Adam Sandler. Like I just completely had that thought in my head just then. How did it feel? But and then, right, then we we'll, then we'll wrap it up. How did it feel when you saw watching the show back when Shanae literally threw the trophy away? When she went there, had her little steamy scene uh, with Clayton, and then, like, basically shitted on all the other ladies. Yeah, yeah, it was disrespectful. You know, it was it was disrespectful. It was uncalled for, and it shouldn't have happened. And I think when you know we, you know, I, I think that she should have understood her role as part of the losing side and just sucked it up and stayed home. You know, and when I saw her grab the trophy, I got nervous because I looked at Sierra and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, we thought she was going to throw it at us. So we were like, hold on she now. Know, she, know, she knows like, better than that. Yeah, we were like, oh, we, 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 were, we were taken aback. We were actually like really frightened that she was just going to throw it at us. And so when she threw it in the bush, we were like. Where, where did this come from and why did it get to this point? You know, so we were all just really confused. Wow. Well, on that note, oh, the drama, <laughs> the drama continues, right? The most dramatic season ever. Marlena, you are a breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I say that with every ounce of the word. Your energy is bar none. Cannot wait to see your future. Uh, the things that we talked about today, I, I know without a shot of a doubt, they're all going to come to fruition. It's based on your personality, who you are. So definitely thank you for having you. Can't wait to have you back on. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Marlena. You're great. But before we go, though, we got to know, like, what's your gym that you're going to drop for the people? <clears throat> I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> so I got a tattoo. This is my tattoo, right? So it's my Olympic rings. And inside the Olympic ring says Luke 925. It's the Bible verse that I live by. It means, for what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his soul? For me, it basically means regardless of where I go in life, I have to always be me. Because what am I gaining if I try to be somebody else for the sake of what society wants me to be? Love that. Love that. Love that. Mic drop. That's what we talk when we to the people listening, I'm about to hype I'm about to hype Marlene up. That's what we talk about. When we say we want a gym, that's the gym that we want. That's how we do that. Right. <laughs> love that. I love that right there. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. Cannot yes. wait to see your future. Appreciate you. Thank Elena. you. Take thank care. Thank you, y'all. Bye. Brian, I don't know if you caught it, but Marlena said one of the most powerful things uh, 
and that's, that's gonna always stick to me. And I guess this would be my gym today that she said, which was, I'm not gonna allow my mentality to beat me today. End yeah. quote. That is everything for me. I mean, it's, it's she's speaking to me, especially right now in, in life. And I just, I love that. I love her energy. Um, I love her drive. I love how she's able to persevere. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it was amazing yeah. talking to her. How you feel about it? I loved it too, man. I mean, she kind of reminded me of Rachel a little bit because she has, she was that middle child, right? Mm -hmm. And they're always like looking to stand out with the family and whatnot. And uh, I mean, her story is incredible, man. I mean, family full of athletes. She was the one that stood out the most, right? She made it to the Olympics. Um, and uh, I think she's been great on the season like i think her and clayton have had a connection especially in that like competitive sports uh aspect and i thought she was hella fun man like I, I enjoyed fun. that I, interview a lot i can't wait to see her future i mean from what she's doing she said okay i'm gonna take a leap on faith which is all as we all know that's how when you feel those goosebumps in your stomach and you take that leap and you, you do it in a proper way great things happen right whether yeah, you yeah. even if you lose like you lose but you gain such a perspective right and for her to be you know crushing it with the cash flow positivity uh for her to be you know having the body of her dreams living where she wants to live i still can't believe i can't believe she compared oregon to london but we're gonna let that pass <laughs> no <laughs> I was I mean, like, right yeah that, that's a that's a stretch let's just say that like, but i mean think about the courage that she had to show like do I go on the bachelor or yes. do I leave this VP job? VP position, like, correct. Making hella good money. Yes. It's like, that's a risk. You know what yes. I'm saying? And like, she just said, you know what? I need to do this for me. And she's going to be herself on the show, which I loved as well. She's the, like, the I'm love not going to be anybody else. Yes, yes, exactly. And she's been true to herself. But man. look, that's, but look that's her, her being see. true to her, my apologies, her being true to her, her taking that risk. Look at that genuine smile that she has on her face. Yeah. You know, when we were talking yeah. to her. So uh, definitely I think we can all learn a little bit, a thing or two from Marlena. So kudos. All right, Mike, my gem of the week is a quote that I saw that I absolutely loved. And sometimes people need to be willing to learn in order to grow. Right. So this quote, it says, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. So. Keep learning. We learn every day and keep growing. Keep learning, keep growing. That kind of can go into a, the gym I had prior to talking to Marlena, which was uh, a friend of mine that we always talk about, JKT. Uh, just keep talking. Like when an individual uh, is going through something, uh, any type of depression or anything uh, that's on their mind, what I have learned is to just keep talking. Like, don't hold that in. Find literally, I don't care if it's a going into Walmart and just finding somebody and just talking, just talking down the aisles of, of Walmart. I'm so serious. I might be playing when I say that shit. Um, that would be my gem for today. Just keep talking. It's just don't bottle everything inside. It's just not it's not conducive to our health. It's it's detrimental. That's my gem for today. Amen. And one last thing, guys, before we let you go, um, in a sad uh, turn of events, uh, one of my wife, Rachel Lindsay's co-workers uh, this past Sunday passed away, uh, Chesley Christ. Uh, she was a beautiful soul and touched so many people. And, you know, Rachel's going through a tough time right now. And 
Mike, I know that you knew her well as well. So I just want to open up the floor to you and, you know, let you finish up and give your final thoughts. I can't believe I, I can't believe I just heard that sentence. Um, I've, I've cried every single day. Uh, it's hard to do anything. Literally, she is. It's like her face is on my eye. In my eye, I see her constantly. Um, I just want to say that Chesley, we love you. Chesley, you are the epitome of beauty, ambition, determination, light. I'll see you. I'll see you in the afterlife. I love you. That's an amazing gem, Mike. And with that being said, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And once again, guys, we are casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. Again, that's bachelornation.com forward slash apply. And you might find the love of your life. And like Marlena said, I mean, what's it going to hurt? Just apply for it. Check it out. You know, we always love to hear your opinions and stories, uh, your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out B as in Bachelor Innocent Nation on IG. And as always... Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, listen to us on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't make me tell you no more. Don't DM me until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.